Welcome to the fa- family and the Tom. Oh, well, I shouldn't say the family. Yeah. Two of us. Two of the family Just members. Just two. Catherine and Alex are out uh, dealing with Donald Brandt's uh, setting up his funeral. So, unfortunately, they won't be in today. Haven't heard from Michael Bryant either, so I don't know what the hell he's up to. But in any case, welcome to the family on the Tom Bernard Podcast with... Andy Brandt Bernard. And me. So that worked out very well, didn't you think, that intro? <clears throat> Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Doug, how are things going at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan? Well, we're in first and second place for the year in Minnesota. That's pretty impressive. What do you think the secret is? Well, clearly people like overpaid morning DJs that can't throw a first pitch over the plate. That hurt my feelings on so many levels. Sorry. Some people actually like these goofy ads, but there's a lot more to it. I think people really like the one-price upfront approach. They know they are being treated fairly. Yep. The free 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty doesn't hurt either. So what's going on this month? Well, inventory's finally getting better. We've got 75 Rogues and 25 Pathfinders available for delivery this month, and Nissan just came out with 1.9% for 36 months for people with good credit. The way interest rates are climbing these days, that's pretty darn good, Dougie. With all those Rogues and Pathfinders, free powertrain warranty, and low interest rate financing, no wonder Burnsville and Coon Rapids are setting records. We're like the Aaron Judge and Rod. Roger Maris of Nissan's. No, no, you're not. 16 old-fashioned food item terms of, excuse me, 16 old-fashioned food terms you'll only hear in the Midwest. See if we agree pop. with these. I bet you pop is one of them, pop yes. dish. Even though we've never called it pop. I kind of go back and forth. Do you? Yeah. When I was a little, little kid, it was called pop, but since I was, I don't know, probably 10, it's been soda. <clears throat> I don't know. Just the word Midwest brings to mind images of dairy farms, the Green Bay Packers, and a whole bunch of rich, decadent dishes. Whether you're familiar with Buckeyes or have indulged in a Juicy Lucy before, mm. oh, the Juicy Lucy. Yep. Is that at Matt's? Uh, I know um, House of Comedy sells them. Oh, they do? Okay. Yep. Uh, many of the Midwest's most well-known and scrumptious foods have the most inventive names. I mean, where else could you order a horseshoe sandwich? Never heard of that. Never heard of a horseshoe sandwich. What is that? Well, I guess we're going to find out. If you're curious as to how Ozark pudding came to be, or would I never heard of, I never heard any of these things. I've heard of about half of them. Uh, to uh, came to be, or would learn like to learn more about origins of bumpy cake. Never heard of that either. Uh, here's a behind the scenes behind the scenes look at some of the most iconic and old fashioned foods you'll find in America's heartland. Only in America's heartland. And, okay, so here we go. Oh, this is nice. 
neck and next don't miss 22 meals to melt belly fat gee thanks mm. so you with the fatty fatty foods and now it's that yeah okay let me see well, where's the list do I have to click on it up here, maybe? No list. That's it. What? I can't find the list. Where is the list? Good article. Seriously. Okay, let me see if I can find this. Maybe it's on here. Uh, 23 of them. I'm not going to go through all 23. Yeah, our guest is going to be on in not long. Exactly. So Buckeyes, we know what those are. No, this is, this is lame. Hot dish. You know all these. I called it. That story, yeah, that story turned turned out to be nothing. I thought that'd be rather interesting. All these, but I've never heard of bumpy cake. I've never heard of any of these foods. So, I don't know who came up with this article, but your article sucks. Let me just point that out to you. All right. Just letting them know. Just letting them know that their article sucks. It's just all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Uh, let me see this. What is this? Um. Oh, that's some other business. I can't do that yet. Uh, in any case, uh, we're moving forward. You know, it's this morning because I had to leave early to help mom because mom had to leave early this morning and mm-hmm. June was home. So I left the show like 20 minutes early this morning. Oh, yeah? And I told everybody at, when the show began at 6 o'clock, I said, I have to leave a little early just before 9 o'clock. So, you know, blah, 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 blah. We get to uh, five minutes to nine, I'm going to leave. And they said, oh, well, we've got a guest at 910. Oh, my God. I said, are you deaf? Or what is the problem? Is there anybody that pays attention anymore? Not a lot. Do you think, seriously, does anyone pay attention anymore? I, I just, is that a is that a young person thing? And you pay attention. Alex does most of the time. I don't think so. I think it's a everyone thing. So everyone just doesn't pay attention anymore. Mm, I don't know about anymore. You think they never did? Not so much. I suppose you're probably right. No question about it. The one thing I did promise myself, and it's probably good for everybody on earth, is I sat this weekend and I tried to watch the news because of this Paul Pelosi situation. And, you know, again, the, the only thing I would say about that story for me, and it's got nothing to do with Paul Pelosi, I just don't understand the thinking. If I'm a billionaire whose wife is the third most powerful person in the United States, I'm never going to be at home alone. Never. No, you wouldn't think so. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. That's exactly right. Especially so. if you're 80, whatever, and... Hello. 82. Didn't he just have, like, brain surgery or something? Uh, he had some kind of surgery. Yeah, he was very vulnerable. Paul Pelosi? Yeah, we're just talking about Paul Pelosi and the fact that... that um, I mean, if you're a billionaire and your wife's the third most powerful person in the United States one of the most powerful people in the world, why would you ever be at home alone? Yeah, where uh, were the guards? No way. Uh, then you made up your mind. Made up my mind about what? What happened? If you're saying no way he was by himself, then you made up your mind what's going to happen. I'm, I'm willing to look at both sides. No, 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 no. I'm saying I would never be home alone. Oh, okay. I, well, That's but, what I'm but saying. I've seen you home alone, you know. No, no, no. Yeah. I said, listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. This is your typical liberal deal. No, you don't I'm listen not, to I'm, anybody. I'm, no, I'm willing to listen to both sides. What I'm saying is mm-hmm. that you if people. I were a billionaire mm-hmm. and my wife was the third most powerful person in the United States, I would never be at home oh, alone. Oh, God, no. I I'd think... be inside a panic room for the rest of my life. <laughs> as, I told exactly. you, as I told you yesterday, I think he has other interests that might involve him being alone. Well, you know, yeah. that's what I've heard, Michael. Is that, yeah. 
Is it true they were both in their underwear? <laughs> That's what I heard. No. Or are they making that up? Now? I've heard a what, lot of intruder stuff. Intruder was in his underwear? Yeah, I guess. That's he came what I hear. His, oh, you heard the same thing, Andy? Yeah, but who knows if he it's came true in, or not. Yeah. But why would an intruder come in I underwear? don't know. I mean, there's... Well, he was crazy, so... Apparently, somebody's trying to say he's the head of the LGBTQ in his hometown. It's no. like, what? Did you hear it? I, I, don't, I don't mean to get up, but did you hear the homeless people that showed up at Fry's house? Yes, I yeah, did hear geez. about that. You know, it's like you get it from both sides. Oh, there, yes. Right, you, know? yes, you do. There is no doubt yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. have Shane. Oh, Shane's with us? And Shane I want to apologize right. for being late. You're I'm sorry. You're always late. What are you yeah, talking? I had to deal with that silly email that you got that you weren't supposed to get today. Oh, I didn't even say. Is that oh. the one from Kayla? Yeah. That was supposed to go to, you know who it was supposed to go to, and somehow it got sent to you. Okay, but do I need to look no, at it? No, you don't have to do anything with it. Did they Did they get it? They have now gotten it, yes. Okay, did they say anything about it? They just got it, so they're looking at it. Let's yeah. go! <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird, because I, I was going through stories and all that stuff, and I went, why did I get that? Yeah, I know. It happens. I suppose it all happens. So, uh, Andy, we can, we can move on with the rest is of our, our lives. Guest? Now. Yeah, we have our guest. Shane is ready to go. Shane, how are you? I'm doing great. How are y'all doing today? Never better, actually. Well, now that you're here, of course, makes everything much oh, better. Oh, you're too kind. Too and you got to get a little more volume on him. Mm-hmm. There you go. Thank you very much. Shane Pittman with us, ladies and gentlemen. 28 Days Haunted. Uh, now it's streaming on oh, Netflix. Oh, for Halloween. For Halloween. Yep. Today is Halloween, ladies and gentlemen, even though it's going to be 67 degrees. Where, where are you right now, Shane? I am in Georgia. I'm about an hour and 15 minutes away from Atlanta. I'm actually going to be there tomorrow. You're going to be in Georgia? Yeah. Why? Because I'm going to go haunt Shane. (laughs) No. (laughs) I got work for two days in Atlanta. Oh, you're going to work in Atlanta? Yep. 28 Days Haunted is now the highest rated and watched paranormal show in the history of paranormal programming. Ed and Lorraine Warren, two of the most famous paranormal investigators in the world, spend the, uh, spent the better part of their lives exploring extraordinary claims of the supernatural. I'll just leave it right there, Shane, and hand the ball off to you because I want to hear all about What's this all about, 28 Days Haunted? So Ed and Lorraine Warren, they had a theory that it took 28 days to kind of pierce the veil to the other side to the spiritual world right so they picked three teams i was part of one of one of the teams and they put us in different locations across the united states and we had no prior knowledge of any of these locations and they put us there they blindfolded us until we got there had no idea of what was going on and we had to live in these locations for 28 days straight with no cell phones, no internet, no contact with our family, no contact with the outside world. And uh, it was quite an experience, I'll tell you. I would imagine so. Shane, I got to tell you one thing. This is going to be a fun interview, but just to have to look at Dave Schrader's name twice in one day, I already had him on my morning show, and now I can look at his name on this too. Although he did, at the end of the morning show, he said, well, I knew I had to come on my favorite morning show in America. He gave it the big plug at the end, which I thought was oh, funny. Oh, yeah. I, I love Dave. I love Dave. Yeah, Dave's he's, a great he's guy. He's such a good guy. He I wouldn't indeed. think Dave has many morning shows he listens to. Probably Maybe not. the end of the night show that he listens to, but not yeah. mornings. Well, that's true, yeah. He might stay up a little bit late. Well, he just got, got he went to Scotland, he went to Ireland, he, mm-hmm. he was all over the place. My God. So, Shane, do you travel that much as well? 
Well, I travel a lot throughout the United States. I know next year I'm going to have a tour in Paris, France, and um, stuff like that. So my schedule for next year is is building pretty quickly. Um, but no, I don't travel near as much as Dave does. He's he's the superstar of, of the paranormal. He goes everywhere. Oh God! Could you did you have to say superstar, Shane? No, I, gotta... I know, I, I know. He's already got a big enough head. I, I don't need to say <laughs> yes, much exactly. more. But <laughs> exactly right, Shane. Do you? Uh, so, did you grow up in Georgia? Yeah, I grew up and I was mostly raised in Georgia. I was a, a military brat, so oh, we traveled sure. all over all over the United States. But uh, we found our way back here, back home, and. Uh, been living here ever since so. now how, where did your interest in the paranormal uh come from how, how how old is it did it start when you were a little kid when did it start yeah it was when i was a little kid whenever i was i was six years old i had a uh, really profound vision it would take a long time to talk about but i went to my mom with it and told her about it and she validated a lot of the things that that i saw or whatever it was very strange but i remember it even you know, 32 years later. So, and Shane, no, go ahead, sir. Right no, sorry, go ahead, sir. No, so then from there, I was having some strange things happen uh, as a kid. I remember one time I was in my room and I was not even laying there for five minutes and my closet door slams. Mm. And I think it's one of my, I think it's one of my siblings just picking on me. So I go and look in the closet and nobody was there. Uh, so I lay back down and I was stupid enough to leave the closet door open still. And not long after that, it slams again. And this time I jump up and go to my parents' room. And I was like, look, is somebody playing a trick on me? This is crazy. Right. And they're like, yeah, they're just telling me, hey, you're trying to stay up. Go back to bed. You know, quit playing around. <laughs> and uh, That's nice. Uh, me, me being the smart guy I was, I left the closet door open again and it slammed for a third time. And then this time my parents ran into my room and they were very religious. So they were praying over me, all this stuff. And I ended up sleeping in their room uh, that night because we were all freaked out about what was going on. We didn't have any clue of what was happening. Um, and then from there, once I got into my teenage years, I just started researching, trying to read uh, the Hans Holzer books, any books that I can, I can read on what was going on with me. Cause I was trying to figure out sure. why, why were these things happening? And, uh, then once I found out that there was tech and stuff that people were building to kind of test the atmosphere, test some of the things that I was going on, that was going on in my life. I was hooked at that point And here I am today. What a story that is, you know, I, Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry about that. Did you ever figure out what it was that was slamming the door? No, no, I never did. And the craziest thing, even when I, you know, even in my teenage years, I was very analytical and I, I would always try to figure out what was going on. I didn't want to think it was something otherworldly. I, I wanted to find an explanation. And our house, we had one of those old houses where the carpets were really high. Mm-hmm. So all the doors would kind of scrape across oh, the carpet. Sure. So I, so I knew it wasn't any sort of draft because there was no way that would happen unless there was some sort of force that was pushing the door. And uh, so yeah, we never figured out what was going on. And to this day, I still have no clue. Hmm. 
Shane, is there in, in the whole paranormal world, is there a great deal of joy making contact with maybe a loved one? Or is there also a lot of, of sadness, these people, these entities roaming the earth or wherever they go, kind of looking for, for that spot where they belong? Is there a bit of sadness in that world as well? Yeah, there definitely is. It's yeah. a mixed bag. I mean, you 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 know that there's more, like the things that I've seen, you know that there's more out there besides this physical plane right Mm -hmm. but at the same time you're like why why are the ones that we're communicating with why are they still here why are we communicating right uh yeah what's what's going on why can't they move on is there a place to move on or are we just tapping into maybe a different (laughs) dimension or something that they're in you know we we don't know we can speculate and and have a lot of theories about it but the fact of the matter is is we really don't know and we really don't even know if we're communicating with spirits or ghosts uh we like to theorize about that but it could be something altogether different so that's why it's fascinating to me and that's why i continue on my search right i just learned last week the difference between a spirit and a ghost from what i never knew this i grew up a nice catholic boy so i guess i should have known this but a spirit is friendly whereas a ghost is not huh I didn't know that. Yeah, and, well, isn't and, very well, friendly. and there's yeah, yeah, and there's theories about that. Like that. Oh, that's okay. Kind of, yeah, there's theory. There's uh, different people believe different things when it when it comes to that. Uh, and for the longest time, I was thinking uh, spirits and ghosts is basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, as my research, as I've been going along in my research, I don't know if we can still classify them as spirits or ghosts or if it's something altogether different um it's just it's it's strange <laughs> it's strange it's, the strange and unusual is, is kind of what motivates me lately so is is the awesome. spirit ghost thing is that part of like is it kind of an unfinished business thing they're still roaming the earth because of unfinished business what is that all about right so hans holzer he he had a theory that you know the ghosts were like the the stay behinds right so they would stay behind they had unfinished business uh or they died tragically and Mm -hmm. and they didn't know what was going on um or you know they don't know that they have moved on that they have died yeah that's the weird that's kind of the theory with that is is they don't know that they have passed or they have unfinished business they have messages that they still need to convey to their loved ones or or to people um, before they move on. So do you, be, because of the paranormal and all the rest of it, is there a necessity to believe then uh, in a god or a devil, or is that all part of it? Is that totally separate? And I don't mean to be overtly religious here, but does right. that mean there is a god and a devil? Right, well, see, I, I grew up in a religious household, so that has kind of been programmed into... right. The, my whole belief system right so it's kind of it you always think in that vein i i know that there's more from what i've seen right mm-hmm. so i you i can't say for sure uh if there's a devil and a god i do know that there's good and there's evil right there you go so so in the same in the same vein you could classify that if you want to name it, it could be uh, a god and and satan or devil uh but i do know that there's more and you know for all of us a lot of us that say we know absolutely this is this or this is that we're 
well, we can't say 100%. No. I could just theorize. I could just tell people that, yeah, there is more out there. Um, and I do believe that there is a creator to all of this. I can tell you that. I mean, um, that there's got to be a beginning to it all. It'd be crazy to think of something they could figure it out 100%. I mean, who would you have yeah. to be to know it? You know, yeah, that's like, true. You know? So, and well, what kind of life would you live? You'd have to be like, you'd have to be God. Yeah. You know? For us to have absolute all knowledge, that would classify us as, as God, mm-hmm. as an all knowing, you know? Um, but I, I do, I do believe that there is, there is a beginning. There is a creation to all of this. I mean, just looking around and seeing, seeing our world, even with the good and the bad, um, there is, uh, it seems like there's design to it all, you know, mm-hmm. even when it's chaotic. So, so when you do something like that for that number of days and that kind of experience, how I, I, do you feel like you grow as a person by doing that? Oh, I, I grew so much. I mean, it was the, the hardest thing that I've ever done to stay in a place for 28 days. And, and the, the worst part of it all to me was being away from my family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have four children and it's, you know, I've never been away from them wow. for as long as, a, you know, for that 28 days, um, especially not being able to talk to them or, or anything, not knowing how they're doing any of that. So it, it messes with your mind a lot because you're always worrying, okay, is my family okay? Is, is anything, you know, is something going on while I'm, <laughs> while I'm away that I'm not aware of? Sure. Um, so that plays into it. Um, also, it, it validated a lot of things for me, like without giving too much away after a certain <laughs> amount of time staying in the house, I uh, started having vivid dreams hmm. and throughout the course of it, it started that those dreams were validated with things that had happened in the house. And I had no prior knowledge of, uh, of the location at all. So to have dreams like that and to have them, be validated the way they were it's life-changing because then you're you have more questions you're like what is this what is going on um will anybody in this situation have similar uh things happen to them i mean will they open up in a way to where the the house or the location tells them a story that you know otherwise they didn't know you know it's just it's a mind-blowing, really life-changing thing, but it was very rewarding at the same time. <coughs> Sorry. So when you went into this, did you um, did you have a goal of entertainment for what you wanted to have out of the show, for something you wanted uh, the viewer to get out of it? What what was the what was the intent going into into it? And now that you've done it, I know you probably want people to tune in and well i know not probably you want people to tune yeah, in and watch it sure. you know what what is right. the the idea and how does how did that match with what you had going into it well that's a very good question uh my whole intent going into it was to do something groundbreaking because i knew that the 28 day uh experiment had never been done before hmm. so that that was one of the things where I was like, you know, I want to be a part of this groundbreaking experiment. I want to push myself um, past my comfort zone because if anybody knows me at all, I'm kind of a skittish, uh, very jumpy guy. And uh, and Dave can tell you that because he sent me to every 
creepy basement and the attic there was <laughs> in existence, I think. <laughs> and uh, so I'm very jumpy by nature. So it was one of those things where I wanted to push myself past a comfort zone to see um, if there would be more revelations, you know, that I didn't have before. On top of that, you want to have a good story. You want it to be entertaining. You want um, people to enjoy the story aspect <laughs> of it all. But like I said before, I had no clue what the story was at my location. And that was that was the difficult part is going into it completely blind and not really knowing if the place was truly haunted at all. I mean, you're told, okay, you're going to a haunted place, but you don't know if it is. It could have just been could have been some random house and mm -hmm. we had no clue so i wanted to i'm going around in circles here but i just wanted to go and push myself wanted to be a part of a groundbreaking experiment which we were and that was my initial intent of it all tom here with my good friend ceo of north american banking company michael bilski michael i was out in maple grove the other day saw your new branch that's under construction it's looking great Thanks, Tommy. We're very excited to open our new Maple Grove branch in the Arbor Lakes area later this year. Well, the way I do math, that's the sixth North American banking company, and you only have five fingers. How'd you get to six? I used my computer. <laughs> <laughs> we better not ad-lib. All right, we won't ad-lib. People will... Well, you're not mean. that good at it. Oh, yes, yeah, that's true. That's, you know, we have locations in Roseville, 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, and Shoreview. One thing I like about being a North American Banking Company customer is I can do a lot of my banking online or on your mobile app, but sometimes it helps to go in and talk to one of your friendly bankers in person. Everybody loves when you visit, Tommy. We hope to see you in Maple Grove soon. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Just, just a side note. Are there ever any houses you go into, or, or, or you know, you get ready to do a show where you find out that nah, it's really a, you know, there's nothing there, or you know, or <laughs> nobody shows up. Yeah, believe it or not, uh, it happens all the time. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So you'll have you'll have families sometimes that will live in different places, and and they're terrified, they're freaked out. <laughs> And you go in there and you can explain to them, okay, these are natural things that are going on. Hmm. So you put them at ease, which is a, another really cool thing about my job is yeah. I'm able to do that, um, to kind of put people at ease and, and lower their fear level. So a lot of times they'll watch uh, shows like ours mm -hmm. and, and their mind starts racing and they start, they start, oh, well, man, that, that noise that we're hearing every night, that's got to be a ghost or that's got to be a demon hiding in a closet somewhere, you know? And we're able to go in and able to tell them, look, all, all of these sounds are just natural sounds. It's different things. It's your AC kicking on at certain times of the night or it's, you know, uh, the floorboards are contracting and all of that mm -hmm. because of the, the temperature level in the house. Um, 
and you think you're hearing footsteps, but it's not. It's just your your floor is settling. So, yeah, it happens more than than what you think. And with these television shows, uh, you'll see the high intensity moments of things that have that have gone on, right? But we've filmed 672 hours just our, our location alone. We filmed 24 seven for 28 days straight. Wow. And you're only seeing an hour and a half of our story. Sure. Right? Maybe not even that much. So you're only seeing bits and pieces of hours of footage. It took hours of footage just to have some of those moments that we captured on film. Um, so people, they get a, it's a misconception. It's like, oh, well, every place you go, there's things happening but you don't realize behind the scenes how many hours that it takes <laughs> to get that one nugget that one little piece of evidence that we've gotten so sure yeah you know what i really like about this is well, i should I, I should tell you shane by the way that my whole life i've either been in radio in voiceover or working for Capitol Records. So I've been in the record business, the voiceover business, and radio business. So I have had scam artists coming at me for my entire life, right? Now, there right, have to be right. some people involved in your business that are flat-out scam artists. How do you weed them out? Um, you know, that's that's tough because... Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of people that have claimed that there are certain things that they're not, and there's a, there's a lot uh out there i i would say that be very analytical because uh, a lot of people think just because i'm in this field that you know i don't have any skepticism at all and i believe everything that that comes my way and that's not it's not true i I really feel that a healthy level of skepticism is very important always question and say can it be something else um are the words that are being said or thrown my way um can I, can I pick them apart and try to figure out, is there another uh, thing that's going on here besides what I'm being told? Is it ghosts and spirits or is it something that I can explain? I think skepticism is highly important. Yeah. And I think, I think people viewing even what we do with a healthy level of skepticism um, is imperative. It's something that needs to be done. Uh, don't believe everything that you're told or everything that you see. Um, Pick it apart. Do your own research. Um, I think that's how you weed it out. Well, the amazing thing is that all the things I mentioned, again, radio and the record business and voiceover and all that stuff, anything that has to do with numbers can be scammed. And people don't understand that whether it's ratings for this or ratings for that or downloads or this or that, it all can be scammed. And that's why you have to you have to really keep an eye on everybody and everything because if there are numbers involved, they're going to try to move those numbers around, baby. Well, it's money. Right. It's yeah. all money. Yeah, it's right. all, all money. about money. And yeah. That's what those scams are about. They're not no about anything else. They're about money and figuring out how to make more of it. Right. Yeah, no question about it. So do you have one particular or maybe a couple particular episodes in your life where you were maybe a lot more frightened than you wanted to be? Oh, for sure. So uh, I was a part of an, another show, too, called The Holzer Files with sure. Dave Schrader. Sure. Yep. And um, I, I remember our first season, um, there was this place in Henderson, Texas, called the Howard Dickinson House. And, of course, 
I'm sent down to the basement, which is no surprise. And so, are, and hang on, so, <laughs> are you Dave's gym? Remember Jim with uh, Mutual Bola? Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Jim, Jim wrestled the alligator. Yeah, Jim wrestled the alligator. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I, I, I like to give him a hard time, but, you know, he, he was pushing me and he was, he was teaching me some things. But, yeah, it was uncomfortable at the time. Uh, but he sent me to this basement, and um, after a few hours of being in there, I started getting a splitting headache, um, and I was starting to – get emotions that were not my own. I'm, I'm a pretty mellow guy by nature, but I was really irritated. I wanted to lash out and I was wanting to physically like harm Dave. Like I just had this overwhelming <laughs> wow. feeling to harm Dave, which I now know after knowing him for a while, that was probably natural feeling. <laughs> yeah. I, that's what I was going to say, Sean. Shane, who hasn't wanted but, to hurt Dave, you know? <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so I started having feelings that were not my own, and uh, it was just a really bad situation. It wasn't like I was possessed or anything, but I was I was feeling emotions that were definitely not my own. And uh, come to find out after our research of the case, um, there had been a man that had uh, committed suicide there in, in the basement. And uh, with that, you know, having the headache and everything like that, so it was almost like I was feeling the emotion that he had felt uh, before he had passed. And it's one of those situations where I I don't ever want to feel like I'm not in control ever again. That was one of the most terrifying things that, that I ever went through. And it, it, a few days later, I was still dealing with it, you know, even after leaving the location. With what you're doing, aren't you setting yourself up to do more of that? You know, yeah, <laughs> you are. There's always that. There's always that danger of something like that happening throughout uh, those experiences. And what I've what I've learned is, I think intent is very important. I think when you're going into a location with a certain level of fear or thinking that something negative is going to happen, nine times out of ten, that's what's going to happen. Okay. But I, but I think the opposite happens as well as if you go into it and you're only wanting the positive in that situation and you only want to take something of value that you can take with you after the fact, I think um, the same is true. You can get positive aspects of, of doing what we do. So I, I go into it and I try to I try to go into it with that level of intent. Do you I, I'm only wanting the good out of the situation. Mm-hmm. Do you and Dave talk about those kind of things? We talk about it all the time. In fact, uh, he's helped me a lot in those areas um, because, again, like I said, I'm a very jumpy guy, and I, I get I get scared pretty easily. And uh, he'll have long conversations with me about, Shane, it's all about you going into it and wanting the best out of these situations uh, to learn and to, and to further your knowledge in what's going on. So he's been a, a valuable help in in my career i mean i I wouldn't be where i'm at today if it wasn't for dave so so i give him a lot of credit this must be quite the lifetime challenge for you then it really is it really is to me what i take out of it is it's all about growth and learning right i mean we're all searching for something um we we have different things that we're searching for but i think that this you know there's more beyond this life is something that's so fascinating to me. Right. Hmm. And, and, and to even get bits and pieces of, 
what that actually is, is, is so rewarding. It's something that, that keeps me driving and keeps me pushing forward. Shane Pittman with us, ladies and gentlemen. 28 Days Haunted is now the highest rated and watched paranormal show in the history of paranormal programming. Uh, what drove that? In, in your mind, Shane, why, why 28 Days? Why did it get so hot? I mean, Ed and Lorraine Warren, everybody knows them because of all the, 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 the incidents in the movies and all the rest of it. But how, how, what's 28 Days Haunted all about? Well, you know, I think the reason why it, it drove and it, the ratings were what they were is because it, it was an experiment that was never done before. Nobody's ever seen oh. it. Mm-hmm. And in our genre, it's kind of like we, we see the cookie cutter stuff. We see um, the shows that kind of have the same format. So with our show, with the 28 Days, it was a completely different format. There were, there were no cameramen in our, in our locations. Um, they were all robotic cameras. Oh, wow. So, Really? Yeah, yeah. So th- there were people in control rooms that were controlling those cameras, and it was just us in those locations. There, there was nobody else to rely on or to lean <laughs> on if things got a little scary. It was just us and our team, and I think that's kind of what drove the interest up because people had never seen it before. Have you, Have you gone back to look where you look at yourself and you think, "God dang, I look crazy at that point"? <laughs> yeah. Oh, all the time. I, I, I can't I can't watch this stuff too much because there, there's some points that it kind of goes full circle again. And I, I kind of relive some of those moments, some of those strange moments. And uh, so, yeah, it's very hard to, to watch and kind of go back and see myself in this situation. Are your kids old enough to watch it? Uh, yeah, I have three teenagers and then I have a nine year old. Um, but to be honest with you, they, they could care less. <laughs> they're, 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 they're like, oh, yeah, Dad, you're on TV. Cool. Uh, let me go play my video game. That's just <laughs> basically how it is. Um, they, My nine-year-old is interested, but I won't let her watch. Okay. I know how, I know how uh, scared she'll get. Uh, but, yeah, they, they know about it. They're old enough to watch, but they just don't have much of an interest in it. You know what's hilarious about that, Shane, is I just – relive part of my life andy who's the engineer on the on the show here one of the people on the show is my son and i I, as i told you i was in the voiceover business for 35 40 years whatever and as my children were growing up they were born and they were growing up and growing up and they get a little older a little older and they never cared oh dad's on tv who cares whatever good for you and oh their dad's voices on the radio and uh, you know they just never cared about that until I did, I think it was, was it for a cereal, Andy? Was it for a breakfast cereal? <laughs> I, for, it, I thought it was for like a fast food or something like that. It was for um, mm. Monsters, Inc. Oh, oh that's right. It was oh. Monsters, Inc. cereal, right? It, I think it was, yeah, it was either a cereal or like a toy coming out of McDonald's or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so. Some, they, it was related to junk food somehow. But the greatest thing about it, Shane, is, oh, my God, Dad's promoting Monsters, Inc. How cool is that? All of a sudden, cool, because it's Monsters, Inc., Shane. Right, right. Yeah, well, my kids, they thought it was really cool. Oh, my God, you're on Netflix? <laughs> and, 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 and they're like, man, that's so cool. And yep. then that fizzled out so quick. I mean, they were excited yeah. for all of maybe 10 minutes, and then it went away. 
I so. think it's phenomenal. Do you still? <laughs> I know we only have a few minutes left. Do you have still have a couple of things in your life that you want to get to, that you want to do, that you want to investigate? Yeah. Uh, so uh, one of my bucket list locations is the catacombs in in France. Oh God. Uh, which which I'm going to be able to go to wow. next year. Which is I'm going to be able to mark that off the list. Uh, that's one of the locations, and one location I know I'll never be able to go to, but the White House. That's, oh, <laughs> uh, there's there's stories. There's oh, I bet. Yeah, like uh, centuries. I mean, there's hauntings that are just, you know, people are talking about and people know about, but you will never have that level of clearance to be able to, why to go you, and investigate. There. Why do you think that? What, the hauntings? No, that uh, that you'd never be able to get that level of clearance. I bet you with the right president you could do it. Uh, well, I, I think there'd be a bunch of loopholes you'd have to jump through. Um, and the level of security oh, yeah. clearance, I mean, I that it would be really tough. And you're right, there could be one president that may let you through. But then again, to do the level of investigating that you want to do, uh, you're, when you have... Uh, a dozen uh, secret service around you. I mean, it's going to be kind of hard to do any real investigating when they're all standing around you. So yeah, you can do it when uh, they're, they're gone. You can get this worked out. Yeah, there you, you the go. The right circumstance. <laughs> you know, the last few days of a president's presidency, you just go in there and go, "Hey, you're leaving anyway. What's yep. the difference?" Come on, let me yeah, let me mess yeah, things yeah, up well on here. Yeah. That'd be cool. No, I've been. Hey. Have you ever been in the White House at all? I, I have not. I have. Yeah, I have, too. Mm-hmm. It's pretty pretty fascinating. Uh, and I've had a couple of friends that, that slept overnight in the Lincoln oh, wow. bedroom. Oh, wow. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. With which president? Uh, that was Clinton. Oh, okay. And, yeah. and I think oh, wow. Mike stayed That's there amazing. with Trump, I think. Yeah, Lindell. Yeah, yeah, I, Lindell I think Lindell did. did with Trump. Yeah. But apparently, well, I'm, the, sh- I'm sure just I'm sure just walking into the into the White House, and there's probably like, did you? How did you feel whenever you walked in? It was really was it weird. Like overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It was way overwhelming and really weird because you're like, I'm in the White House, my mm-hmm. God. And the other important thing, I'll get to this right after this quick statement. But but the friends that I had that stayed there, they both stayed in the Lincoln bedroom and said that is the most haunted room in the entire White House. I guess. Oh, wow. Yeah, you hear stories about it, and that's yeah. why that's kind of what it's a dream location. Um, but yeah, you hear where people have seen uh, Lincoln's ghost. Wow! There, you know what I really love. How, how do you know it's Lincoln though? <laughs> I mean, yeah, how do you? Well, know? It's Lincoln bedroom. Well, 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 the Lincoln bedroom you, doesn't matter. Seeing, yeah, if you're seeing his face, to, or if you're seeing any type of, uh, he was a very unique looking character. So uh, I guess, I'm, but I'm sure it seems like it could be somebody who looks like Lincoln. You know, I mean, you know, no, I don't think it's that's Lincoln true. necessarily. It's doing the haunting. It's just the Lincoln bedroom right. that's haunted. But yeah. Uh, right. And this is kind of an aside. The Supreme Court, when you walk in there, you look up at the dais up there, at, you know, where they're all sitting at the docket and all the rest of it. And back in those days, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was uh, still on the Supreme Court, still alive, obviously. Her chair was about two feet higher than everybody yeah. else's. It was just amazing. She was that oh, short. Wow. Yeah, you can't walk in the front door there anymore. They make you come in the Really? Side. Yeah. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, they don't allow you. The front. And you remember, you were there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, we yeah. walked in the front door. Yeah, no, they've changed it. You can't do some of the things you could do before. Uh-huh. See, that that's another cool thing about my job is I get to go to a lot of really cool historical places. And I think the history is just as fascinating 
as uh, the alleged hauntings that's going on. Yeah, you know, just I agree. just being immersed in the history is, is fascinating. Ladies and gentlemen, Shane Pittman, 28 Days Haunted, streaming on Netflix. Shane, I'm sorry that we both have to know, Dave. It's too bad. <laughs> I know, but we'll get through it together. <laughs> we'll, we'll get, get through, through it through together. together. Shoulder to shoulder, Shane. Shane, That's thank right. you so much for your time. Come back soon, all right? Hey, thank you so much for having me. That's our, have a good day. Our pleasure. You did a great job. Shane Pittman, ladies and gentlemen. Doug, how are things going at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan? Well, we're in first and second place for the year in Minnesota. That's pretty impressive. What do you think the secret is? Well, clearly people like overpaid morning DJs that can't throw a first pitch over the plate. That hurt my feelings on so many levels. Sorry. Some people actually like these goofy ads, but there's a lot more to it. I think people really like the one-price upfront approach. They know they are being treated fairly. Yep. The free 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty doesn't hurt either. So what's going on this month? Well, inventory's finally getting better. We've got 75 Rogues and 25 Pathfinders available for delivery this month, and Nissan just came out with 1.9% for 36 months for people with good credit. The way interest rates are climbing these days, that's pretty darn good, Dougie. With all those Rogues and Pathfinders, free powertrain warranty, and low interest rate financing, no wonder Burnsville and Coon Rapids are setting records. We're like the Aaron Judge and Rob. Roger Maris of Nissan's. No, no, you're not. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant that was interesting it was indeed so, Andy, how old were you when we were in, in uh, Washington, D.C.? I want to say, like, maybe 15. I think that's about right. I think, yeah, 15 and 13 for you mm -hmm. and Alex. Since I last saw you, you've had a birthday. Happy birthday there, Andy. Thank you. Andy's birthday just 36. a few days ago. 36 years old. Jeez, 30. I remember when you were born. Yeah? Yeah, I do. Because he was on the radio talking yeah. about you. Oh, yeah, yeah I suppose. Yeah. He was excited about it. Then he met you. <laughs> then I met Andy, and I was no longer excited. It just ruined everything. Yeah. No, I'm well, glad you, described, you, that. you described it as when the Twins won the World Series as the second most important thing that had happened in your life to that point. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly that right. His Andy birth came, is number one. Andy came first, yeah. and then the World Series yeah. came out. Catherine got in there a little bit later mm -hmm. on. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, too. Yeah, she was well, a, it threw Alex. Alex in. wasn't born yet, though, was yeah, she? No, she wasn't born until 89. Yeah. yeah, she wasn't born after. She was born after. So the she And I asked, and I said to her, as a matter of fact, a couple of years ago, I said, God, remember that second World Series? She goes, I was one and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't remember it yeah. either. <laughs> oh, I do. Well, you were six, though. 
1990. I thought it was 91. Oh, no, it was 91. 91. You're right. Yeah, so I, was, I was, was turning five. So you I was, were turning five. What yeah. uh, month? It would be October. October. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, or I, November. I had October. And I November. was yeah. just about exactly five years old. So that's yeah, you pretty were. young. Mm-hmm. That's true. But I'm really glad that you do remember Washington D.C. That was very special. We went to the Vietnam War Memorial. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We went all over it's the great, place. A great. That that whole town is amazing. There are so such amazing things when you see how big. Yeah, the, oh God, the, yeah. the 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 um, the Washington Monument is and the Lincoln Memorial. Mm-hmm. Those are huge. And then at eighth and I, some guy tried to hit Andy up for money, so I had to go over and tell him, "You let my son go, or I'll kill you." Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, that was a nice touch. Do you mm-hmm. even remember that guy grabbing you? I don't remember that. No. Yeah, because he grabbed you, which I didn't like very much at all. Mm-hmm. It's like let's not be grabbing my son. What do you say? <laughs> It's going to be the mistake of your life, as a matter of fact, if you don't let him go. And then he dropped everything. Remember that? You he doesn't remember any of it. Well, you probably all. don't. Yeah, I, actually, it's a good thing you don't remember. <laughs> well, he dropped that, Andy, which was important. Well, yeah, exactly. But what's weird is that as soon as that guy let Andy go, a taxi pulled up, and the guy goes, get in. So apparently a taxi driver was watching this whole thing going on, and Eighth and I is not the oh. Most the taxi driver told you to get it, not yes, the not homeless the guy. guy who was grabbing Andy. No, no, no. The taxi driver <laughs> they saw it like, happening. This is, I will find you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll track you go, down. You're going Liam Neeson on this whole deal. <laughs> Liam Neeson. He's got a new movie. What is he in right now? He's in a new movie. Who knows? He's always yeah, got a new knows? movie. It's always the same thing. It's too. probably about trying to, you know, stop a plane or capture his kid. Well, or, you would you think. Know. I love those taken movies, though. Those he was great. I, movies. Yeah, I thought he was good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Some people don't like him. Oh, I think it's because he dropped the big N. Well, he also gets a little anti-gunish at times. Oh, does yeah, he? Does. Yeah, he's he's got a lot of views. He is in a movie called Memory. Yep, that would in be in which latest. he plays a hitman. Yep, that would be shocking. No, what he plays <laughs> a hitman? Yeah. It's a hitman with early dementia. Oh, what? Wow. So it's like a combination between Memento and. Hitman, yeah, that's I suppose. True. Hit memento. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got early onset Alzheimer's. Wow. And he gets a hit and then, you know. Forgets about it, apparently. I suppose that would make it difficult, yes. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that's well, how probably. How old is true. Liam Neeson? He's 70. That's God, not, he's that, he's that's 70 not now, technically huh? early onset, I don't think. No. He's 70. Wow. Yeah, I'm not surprised. He's put together pretty well for a 70 year old oh, guy. Oh, God. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Absolutely. It's no question. What is early onset? <clears throat> early onset is below 65. So, yeah, no. He would be normal on Oh, really? Age. I didn't know that. It was 65? I guess that's why it's retirement age. Boy, that's a little early, don't you think? Mm-hmm. I don't depends know. Depends on how you live, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to read this story until I get home, but I do want to read this story. The headline reads, Jerry Lee Lewis's life was even wilder than you knew. Wow. How could it be? Yeah. <laughs> how could it be wilder what are you than... Because like, he married his 15-year-old cousin? 13-year-old cousin. cousin. Yeah, that just... yeah. Married seven great times. Great balls of fire, you know? He was married seven times. Oh, he yeah. was the great balls of fire guy? He yeah. was. He oh, was, a whole yeah. lot of shaking going on. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Wow, he was... He did not look good in the last couple of years. Yeah. He, you rarely do. That's true. Well, some do. Not a Liam lot of people... look good. Not, not a lot of people die looking good. <laughs> That's probably true. Probably true. Yeah. Uh, so we got Kostaki coming up in about 10 minutes, but I want to kind of... I don't want to spend a lot of... One thing I've decided is... See, if, let me run this by the both both of you and our listeners, because I talked about it on the morning show a little bit. And 
I was thinking to myself, well, it's not just the news that I don't like watching anymore. I know it's really negative and there's a lot of lying and trying to get bigger sponsors and make more money and blah, blah, blah. But I started taking an inventory. Uh, doesn't matter whether it's MSNBC or it's Fox or if it's CNN or whatever. I don't like those reporters. No. They're either very smug or very, very arrogant. Hmm. I, I, I don't understand why. What do you got to come in and bust up the equipment? What are you doing? Lift it a little bit. You're That's a disaster. All. I am a disaster. It's trying to lift it a little bit. Um, yeah, not liking the reporters. Eh, I don't know. I don't. I don't spend a lot of time analyzing who's giving me the news. I guess I don't know. I do because they, they yeah. annoy the piss out of me. I know they they're, think they're, they're funny and they're, they're not funny. No, is the, there's one in particular, and I'll just say he's on Fox. I won't say which one it is. He is the least funny human being, Sean. and he always tries to be funny. Yeah, um, I just don't get it. I, I think they made a they when they started selling stuff. Yeah, when right. they started making yep. money, You're and they right. became their own personalities versus just being what they were. That that changed what they did and how they did it. You know, uh, versus just you know. Doing what they do, um, but yeah, that whole. But they made a lot of money. I mean, Rush made a ton of money oh, doing Rush it. Made um, Fifty million. You know, a year. Hannity's yeah. made a lot of money. Yep. Um, uh, Tobin's made a lot of money. Um, Cuomo's made a lot of money. Those guys yeah. made a lot of money. You know. Oh yeah, thirty million a year, yeah. 40, 50 million bucks a year. Yeah. Why didn't I do that? I could be. Yeah. What's the wrong rest with you? Them. I could get in there lie like they do. Uh, you could. Yeah. I'm no, not you big couldn't. Ass kissing, no, you though. couldn't. You couldn't. No, I you couldn't. couldn't do I could that. not do that I job. Could, I could see you suddenly trying to. No, that would. You wouldn't be good. That at would it. not. You know who I really like. Yeah. yeah you're yeah. right. But yeah, when they try to be funny and they just force the humor, it's like don't. Mm-hmm. Do, it sounds terrible when you yep. do that. Don't try to be funny because if you're trying, you're not funny. No. But and then you get these other reporters who sit there with this this sad look on their face like there's no such thing as good news. Yeah. It's like Jesus, would you brighten up the day a little bit? Well, Let's go. You and I and you guys were talking about this when I came in, but um you and I were talking. It's it's really sad the point that we've gotten to on this whole Pelosi thing. Because it's either you I don't agree. believe them and it didn't really happen, or it did happen and then this is really horrible that it happened. Absolutely. You know, it's like it's this bizarre world of like I know. nothing's real or nothing has an effect. I know. It's just I don't know. It's crazy. I mean, the you whole know? problem. I, the only problem I got with that whole thing, and I've only seen the picture once. Is if a guy broke in, why is the glass on the outside of the house? I don't know that about that. Is, no that is that the case? Well, it's what the picture I saw. The, okay. the gla- it looked like somebody busted it from inside, not the outside. No. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, well, first of all, all of those people in that. If you're a billionaire and you're in politics, you lie a lot. Well, if you're in politics, there's a lot of people with a lot of money in politics. Oh, I mean, God, they, yes. they've they've made a lot of money on speeches. I mean, which should not be allowed, by the way. Well. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, uh, the more you put restrictions on it, the more you make it so only millionaires can be senators and house members because they're the only ones who can financially do it. You don't have, I suppose, you know. Yeah. So so you got to create some system where they can, you know, make money and still do stuff. But then alternatively, as soon as you bring that in, then you start coming in with, you know, these other issues. My my biggest concern has always been the change from. From representatives coming from the military or coming from the Peace Corps or coming right, from right. some background versus 
people who come in with nothing. They they seem to have right. no belief, right. and then they create some belief as they run. And suddenly, I believe in you know green grass, and that's my thing. And, I know, and they don't really have that basis, but they raise lots of money. I mean, green and um, and uh, what's her name, the Bobek, the the congresswoman from Colorado. They bring in tons of money. Oh, lots and, and lots when you of bring money. in that kind of money, they're gonna let you be a little crazy. Well, Liz you Cheney know. in the last six years made twelve million dollars extra. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what? No, yeah. what did you do? Dick's got to be going. What did I do? Yeah, wrong? <laughs> I'm just like, what? What's that all? Yeah. yeah, I just really wish they'd serve the people. Do you think they'll ever serve the people again? Because they don't serve the people. No, well, they it, pocket money. They serve. They serve constituents. Um, I mean, whatever extreme extreme belief you got, they got some group of people that they're trying to serve in some way. The question is, is trying to serve everybody. And then you got this kind of response from people that you got people now that don't seem to be want to be served by everybody. Like they're yeah. and, 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 and I'll just pick him out because he's president right now. You've got some people that are so anti Biden. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what he does. It, it, they're, they will refuse anything. If he suddenly decided, I'm going to pave your street gold tomorrow, they'd have a complaint about it because it's coming from him. Well, for me, the problem with him is he has no problem trashing the other side. I no. don't like that from presidents. I do not. I've mm-hmm. never so cared politics that. is now. I know. How and many... I'm not talking Republicans, Although... Democrats. Do not trash the other side. You're the president. Shut up. Although one of the governors came out yesterday and said he won't negative campaign. I won't. I refuse to. Good. Yeah, Works which for is, me. Yeah, which is good. I've seen Love several campaign ads against my will because they're everywhere. Yeah. Oh, God. 80% yes. of them... I don't think even mention a single policy of the person who's no, running. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's all it's about not... this guy is evil, so vote for me because I'm less evil. You don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm not evil. So. See, I got stuck watching the football game last night, the late one. You know, oh, I was yeah, watching the, yeah. the, the Bills destroy the Vickers. Um, but um, oh, I'm watching it. It's like Angie Craig is the worst thing in the I world. I know. I hate oh, those Tyler, Tyler uh, Kissner is the worst thing I in know, the world. And likely. they're like back to back. I'm doing great things and I'm drinking beer. Oh, I have a family. It's like four yep. commercials within within three seconds that all say or within three minutes that all say exactly opposite with yep. each other oh, it's yeah. crazy well and i'll tell you i'll give you an example i've never met angie craig in person mm-hmm. but i've I talked have. to her on the phone a yeah, few times I, I like angie craig mm-hmm. i don't agree with all of her politics but she doesn't agree with all of mine and that all works on the end but she's very friendly she's mm-hmm. very nice and I even took offense. You know, when he shows that picture of her opening her eyes wider. Yeah, yeah. Why are you trying to make her look like a clown or something? Why, she why votes are you with doing Nancy that? Pelosi 100% of the time. She is Omar in the back pocket. <laughs> My favorite question on Angie Craig was they had a commercial and they still run it a little bit, but they ran it the last campaign, which is her with this really high pitched voice. She's oh, screaming. Craig. Yeah, she's like oh, screaming. I haven't at a, seen that. And, one. I think, and someone actually asked me, does she talk like that all the time? It's like, no. Wait, what? She's a very pleasant person. I know, but who thinks anybody would well, talk true. like that? I mean, Gilbert Godfrey, yeah. maybe. If you got to hear his real you know. voice. Yeah. So there you go. Have we ever had a politician that was like that? That was like a character more than a person? Ru- Rudy Purpich had a kind of weird, kind of in a had way. a weird deal. He was a TV um, guy first. Yeah, I'm trying to think anybody else that I'd put in the character range. You could argue um, Trump to a point. Uh, I get, eh, maybe. How about Frankie yeah. Yankovic? How about him? Was uh, he was he a show? He was a very different Congress uh, senator than he was as a comedian. 
I'm trying to think if there's anybody that I would put. You know, there's probably old time Southern yeah. congressmen that were like dear, 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 dear. You yeah. know, kind of. How about Huey Long? Huey Long. Well, there's Huey a good Long example. was a. Jesus. He was a. He was an. A, he was a character. So. And did you ever hear Bob his most Franklin famous? says Jesse, but I don't think that was a character. I think yeah. that was Jesse. Oh, yeah, Jesse did live his gimmick. It is yeah. a gimmick. Yeah. It's a character. You think so? Oh yeah. God, yeah. yes, he's still doing it. Well, because you knew him as Terry Boa or Terry. What was his real name? Oh, um, Jimmy Jim Janos. Jim Janos. You knew yeah. him as Jim, Jim yes. Janos, and yep. that was a different guy than what he was as he a was wrestler. He was in the gym like he was. A, you know, he was basically until steroids came along. He was tall and thin because he was a swimmer. Yeah. At Roosevelt High School. Yeah, that was the reason why the whole story about what he supposedly said um, to the um, in the military with that punch and everything. I never believed that because at the heart, Jesse believes certain things in certain ways that I believe. I, I believe he would never say that about seals the way they claimed he did. In yeah, that fight. I know what yeah. you're saying. Yep. Did he really get beaten up for that? Well, that was the question, is because they were claiming in the book that he got beaten up. Right. And he's like, I wasn't right. beaten up. That's bullshit. And that was the lawsuit. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, right. I remember that's that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but that's going right. back to the character issue, you were you were saying on something about Jesse, I think. No, I mean Jesse. Well, let's let me just put it frankly. Jesse believes his own bullshit. He does. Well, he does. He yeah. believes his own bullshit. Yeah. It's it's amazing watching him. Hey, but I think that comes over time. I I think Rush actually believed his story oh, after agree. time. And when you look I at agree. it, he used to be a, a Democrat when he when he worked yeah. for the Royals. And, yep. he, and I think it becomes you know the same thing. I, I'm where reading, the money is. Who's who's that guest we had a couple weeks ago? Um, uh, what's his name? He's uh, uh, Norm Coleman's cousin. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. His, your buddy. His book is really good. That's what his I heard. His book has a I lot of good stuff really in it. Good. I just think he gets extreme, which is where I'm like, yeah, whatever. But but I think at the basis, there's a lot of good things there. And I think all people have that. It's just they start getting to their gimmick, and you know, their gimmick becomes, for him, is what it is. And you know, you go from there. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, I, I look at it the same way. There's... A, I always try to look for the good in some people. Some people have no good. I'm sorry, but you know that's just <laughs> they the way do. it is. You just gotta look harder. Boy, you're gonna have to look yeah. deep in some of these people. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. But I just, I just don't think you're showing true leadership when all you do is badmouth other people. No, and uh, they I both agree. sides right now are doing it uh, horribly. And I really wish they'd stop. Yeah, because it's a really bad example for young people in America today. Yeah, you know, particularly I don't like it. And whether it was Trump or now Biden, when they constantly bat, you're the president. Stop bad mouthing yeah. people. Yeah. You know, it's time to stop. And they both did it. And we are back with stretches picks. Who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common-sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com because life is expensive enough. 
And speaking of bad-mouthing people. Yeah, let's bad-mouth this guy. I don't, no Greeks allowed. <laughs> no Greeks allowed on the show today. I'm, I'm out of the mix. That old smear. No, we're yeah. just How are you guys? How, how do the Vikings keep winning, Kostaki? Just tell me this. <laughs> They're better than you think. I news, right? don't know that it's, it's, uh, it was something yesterday. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson, he's more fun than George Jefferson. Yeah, that is true. Oh, here <laughs> we go. Moving on up. I'm moving on up to the east side. I love that. I love that song. That's a catchy song. It is, it is. a catchy song. Good flow. How do the Falcons win? That's the more interesting question for me. Huh? They're an interesting squad. They're number one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Usually we don't get to say that unless it's April. Yep. That's true. Uh, this week, the Falcons are dressing up as a playoff team. <laughs> oh, I like that. They're experimenting with. That division is not good. They're the top of the bottom, which is not something you want to say too loud in rural Georgia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who had the Falcons in first place? Not even Calvin Ridley had money on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Speaking of unearned wins, hats off to the Falcons. Did you see what happened? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The Panthers falconed their way to an overtime loss. You could say the Panthers were dressed as the Falcons, right? <laughs> That's true. DJ Moore took off his helmet to celebrate the would-be winning touchdown. And but got they got a penalty the, and mixed, oh, missed the extra rip. point. Yep. Oh, I know. No. I know. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to do that. No. Who drew up the play? The Marx Brothers? What's, what's happening? <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the, the Falcons are, this is interesting. The Falcons are paying Matt Ryan like $30 million to not play Still? for them this year. Wow. And now the Colts are play, are paying Matt Ryan to not play for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if anyone wants me to, you know, anyone wants to pay me a ton of money to not tell jokes, <laughs> you know, give me a call. What's your number? I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I enjoyed that. That's very understated. Thank you. Thank Funny, you. Good timing. <laughs> A plus. All right. Uh, can we pay Congress not to work for a while? We were just talking about They're that. Not really They've working. Got They're just to fighting right now. Up. They're yeah. staying out of it. They do. They have to shut up. They really do. God, it's uh, negative, horrible people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a question: Is Giselle going to snag a new quarterback at the trade deadline? <laughs> well, you, that's what we're wondering. You know, they they did some guesses as to who the two of them are going to date. Oh, that's fun! And they brought up uh, they brought up uh, Leonardo DiCaprio for her. Uh, She's okay, way too right. old. She's way too old for him, though. Yeah, he's like, he yeah, like twelve year olds. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> 12, yeah. I don't know about twelve. Yeah, I know, but yeah. I mean, what is she like? Forty something? Yeah, because doesn't he dump them as soon as they turn thirty or twenty five? Yeah, twenty five. It's like some weird. Yeah, yeah twenty five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, they're they're t- Tom Brady. Yeah, good luck with this one. Tom Brady's going to hook up with Kim Kardashian. No way. I don't think <laughs> he so. He wouldn't have time for that. Hell no. no. That's a lot of maintenance. No, no way. Yeah, no, no keep chance. the injections going what? or else she deflates. I mean, who has time? Exactly. you got to get the bike pump out all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The bike pump. <laughs> the, the PSI has to be just right. It does, absolutely. Uh, what do you think? Should get, uh, she should get Matt Ryan. He's got plenty of time to hang out with her kids. That's know, true. Nice. Is there any word on why those kids? It, was it really the fact that he unretired that pissed her off? Who knows? I, that's sort of the buzz. Yeah. But I, you know, I, having just been through some of this myself, marriage is complicated. It's not any one <laughs> yeah. thing. Right? I didn't know you were worth two hundred and fifty million. Really? 
<laughs> he just starts <laughs> laughing. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Me neither, baby. How would you like that? You know, I'm only worth two fifty, and you're worth four hundred and fifty. So, why don't yeah. you pay for lunch? Well, I guess it's not money that's yeah. the issue. No, it's not. Well, no, yeah. it's, of course, it's not. about winning the battle. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it's about eating a carrot. Maybe somebody decided, I want a freaking carrot. I want a carrot. Yeah. Works and for me. My guess, too, is that it's probably not about working and not working because they're both type A workaholic yeah, characters. Yeah, that's true. Yep. That's and true. even if he left football, he would just go immediately into the next series sure. of things. Yeah, the next next work. Well, doesn't he already have – somebody told me he already has a contract that's worth like $300 million to do play-by-play after he retires. Yeah. That's he does have a contract in place for the next chapter. Jesus. Plus, plus the way that guy doesn't looks. even count all of his other side businesses. No. Yeah. Gosh, no He'll work. always be able to do something. Yeah, he will. Right. You know? right. Well, you know, yeah. mom was born in Browerville, Minnesota. What does that tell mm-hmm. you? <laughs> the town of champions. Yep, town two Toms. Two, two Moms Tom. for Toms. Two Tommy B's, as yep. a matter of fact. That is correct. <laughs> That's true. You mentioned the type A personality thing, and that got me thinking. So most people think of comedians as being like the type B, you know, laid back, don't care about anything. How true do you mm-hmm. think that is? Well, you know, it's funny that Jim Gaffigan has made a career out of talking about being lazy. That's true. He's one of the most yeah. prolific comics of all yeah. time. Yeah, he's, he's busy working. all the time, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's always in, like, little clubs, reading jokes, working on jokes. He's a, you know, he really works hard at it. He turns jokes over babies, maybe as good as anybody in the business right now. Yeah, he does. Um, so, just quick on our last guest. I sent a message to Dave that says, is Pittman your gym? Jim wrestled the alligator while I danced the tango, and he responds with, yes, he is. What? <laughs> so that Dave, Dave said that, that indeed Pittman is his gym. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, good. I'm glad you We just had a guy on for an interview that gets sent down to the basement of every haunted house. Mm -hmm. So I asked the guy in charge if indeed he was his gym. And he is, (laughs) no question about it. Why is it the ghosts always go to the basement? There's no view. Yeah, I got no view, no fresh air. Go to the penthouse. No one's going to notice you're there. Closer to hell. Absolutely true. Ghosts in the attic, too. That's true. They're also in the attic, but there's also no view there. Maybe ghosts don't like light. That's what I'm thinking. Or maybe they like insulation and rat crap. I'm not living by a bay window. Forget it. That sounds horrible. It really does. There's no. Give me the dark it. corner with spiders in it, please. So, Kostaki, I have to ask you a question. Yeah. How many different news sites would you have to go to where you could find out what the real poll numbers are? Because mm. everyone I've checked, they're literally like ten points well, off. You got people lying in polls all the yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's groups that have actually made it an active plan to lie to pollsters. No doubt. And when about you do it. that, what well, good yeah. are they? Yeah. You know. No, you're Plus, right. then there's also the contact issue. How are they contact? You used to be able to do that through phones at the houses. Yeah, that's right. Now you got who knows how that's you get true. hold of people. You know. Yeah, it's a very good point. Yeah, polls are a little flawed by their nature, but mm-hmm. tr- but historically they've been. They've been on, you know. But that National College football poll isn't flawed. Ah, that's right. <laughs> oh, wait a I haven't seen the poll. Who are, who's up number I would one? Bet it's the Georgia Bulldogs would be my bet. No, oh, that dogs. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that the sense. dogs. Although Tennessee just destroyed Kentucky. Holy to moly! There's a big Georgia Tennessee game yep. coming up here soon. It's coming up. Oh, coming, that's up coming up, baby. Up. Uh, how I'm, fun is it to have Alabama out of the top? Oh, I saw stop a meme. It. I, this isn't my joke, but it made me giggle. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it had a it had a picture of like a, a dumb guy like counting his fingers. <laughs> it said uh, an Alabama fan tried to, uh, 
folks get the gist of this, um, I'm ruining the joke. Uh, an Alabama fan trying to decide if, uh, if sixth is in the top four. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's pretty fun. I like that's that. That's good. I'm going into yeah. your town tomorrow. I'll be in Atlanta tomorrow afternoon. Oh, cool. What you doing? I'm going to a, a work thing for two days. Going to stay oh, at the cool. Omni. Oh, nice. Yeah, downtown Atlanta's got a little revitalization going on. It's got some life again. It's I nice. love downtown Atlanta. Yeah, it's good. I do it, like it a lot. It, in the old days, I had some buddies that went to Georgia Tech, and we'd go visit them, and you go a few blocks off campus, and you're like, run! <laughs> like it's, yeah. It was a rough area, but it's they've cleaned it up, and things have changed demographically and financially, you know. Uh, it's Atlanta's cool. I like Atlanta. When I was in Chicago with my brother, and my brother's not as tall as me, but he's really big, muscular. Yeah, big, We're walking yeah. along the street, and this cop drives up and goes, you guys need to get out of here. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Apparently, we were we had gone to dim sum, and we decided to walk to find a taxi. And apparently, where we were walking was not where you walked. In walk. Chicago. In Chicago. Yeah. Like where in Chicago? I don't know. Someplace off of Chinatown or wherever. Chicago the, definitely yeah. has areas where, like, oh my, well, <laughs> every city does. Yeah. Can I tell you my favorite <laughs> Chicago story about that? What's that? Yeah. I had a friend who worked in radio, and he told me a story. He 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 grew up uh, in. Uh, Indiana. And when he was a young teen, like, you know, 16 years old, he and his buddies all decided to go to Chicago <laughs> to buy some fireworks. Nah. He wanted to buy some fireworks. He said he'll never forget. They drive into this one area, south side. They, they go to this one area. They park the car and they, they walk up to a bunch of guys standing on the corner and they go, hey, sir, could you tell me where I could buy some fireworks? And the guy looks at him and goes, you mean you got cash on you? <laughs> <laughs> Not for long, he when, didn't. I'll tell you that. When we were playing those golf courses in, when we were playing those golf courses in Alabama, yeah. we were flying out of Atlanta, and it was the Sunday of Masters. So we drive to oh, this little God. town outside Atlanta to go see if we can find a TV to watch the last round of the Masters, and there's this. Little probably, she's probably about a twelve-year-old white gal that we go up to and like. Do you know a place where we can go TV? Now I'm the smallest guy in the group. Okay, so I got some sizable guys. She looks at us and goes, "You guys need to get out of here." Really? I don't know what town we were in, but apparently we were not welcome. Really? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right outside Atlanta, somewhere. Right outside Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder where that would be. Well, yeah, Atlanta. Somewhere off the highway. So. Yeah. I suppose yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But Every to have her tell us that, it's like, like, what? You got to you know? go. <laughs> you got to go. <laughs> I was on my way home to the uh, Upper West Side once, and I, I wound up. It was like 2 in the morning. I was coming back from a poker game <laughs> or something. And I wound up on an express train that didn't stop for like 50 blocks. Ooh. Ooh. And I get off in the heart of Harlem and I just poke my head out <laughs> on the street and get right back on the subway and go back yeah. the other direction. Fitchy stood out a little bit there. there. And Harlem's changed too, but in the old days, that uh, was a little rough. I got so many great stories about that stuff. I was once interviewed by this young... She looked like a gypsy. She was a 1967, 68 hippie, and she was writing for the Minnesota Daily newspaper. Mm -hmm. So she was going to find some poor white kid in North Minneapolis to interview, and I don't know who turned her on to me or whatever, 
but she decided that I was going to be the, her interview as a poor young white boy in North Minneapolis. How, how are you ever going to get out? And do you have a plan? She's asking me all these questions. <laughs> and as she's interviewing me in my living room, there was a rat on the back of the couch. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. You've heard that story yeah. before. Mm-hmm. There was a rat about literally a foot and a half from her just looking at me. Yeah. And I kept thinking, <laughs> I wonder if I should tell her that rat's there because she'll probably never know it was there if I don't tell her. And if I do tell her, she might have a heart attack mm-hmm. and die. It's not hurting anyone. And a rat, <laughs> what the hell? But I never did tell her, and the rat just finally got bored and went away. When, <laughs> when I was in Chicago a couple weeks ago, I called you a couple times. But it was like 4 o'clock in the morning, I'd walk to Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, you yeah. Know? So I'm walking the streets of Chicago out there, and you'd see all these rats out there, you know, running oh, around. Yeah. So I oh, thought yeah. that was pretty cool. I mean, they were bothering me, they you know? Bother you. So, but when you see a big city rat that's like the size of a dog, oh, yeah. that's too big for me. That's a big rat. Like but in- I can ride it. I don't want to see it. It's like in India how there's cows everywhere. Yeah. They're just uh-huh. rats instead. Yeah. I, they weren't everywhere, but they're around, you know? It'll happen. It's true. <laughs> they're around. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're there. <laughs> Uh, you know what else is around? Uh, the Lions <coughs> have announced they're building a statue of Barry Sanders. They are? Yeah. Why? Well, they claim he's the best running back of all time. They well, want to honor him in his good. home uh, the best. city. I don't he's, know about the best. He was amazing considering was. the horrible teams he played for. That's now, true. that statue should be five times as wide as it is tall. Yeah. He used to always <laughs> run across the field yeah, in different directions, you know? Yeah, he did. He right. was a great running back, don't get me wrong, but I don't, was he any better than most of them? I don't know. Well, but considering what he had, he eh, had It was nothing. the Lions, that's true. He never, because I don't think, did he ever make the playoffs? I don't think he. I don't think so. I don't think he ever made the playoffs. I don't think they did go to the playoffs in that era. And if they did, it was like one and, one and out. Right. Yeah. I think the last time the Lions were in the playoffs was 1954, I think. I was three years old, yeah. if I remember correctly. God, that team sucks. How can a team owned by the Ford family suck so bad? You know, they've had general managers that are the worst. And always. Worst. Yeah. They've, they've got to be the worst NFL franchise in terms of outcomes, right? Even they're worse than the Browns and the Jaguars. And- they send out that notice, who doesn't anybody want? That's who they picked out. Yeah. They picked their changes. That's true. <laughs> you know? Very true. Barry Sanders was in the playoffs six times. Really? Really? He's never been in the Super Bowl, then. Must be the. No, he's never been in the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, that must be the. The, the Lions made playoffs. the playoffs six, six times. Wow. Really? Are you sure? Sanders was never in the Super Bowl. Yeah. No. no. Okay. But he was in the playoffs six, <laughs> six times? games in the playoffs. Uh, six wow. games, so it was probably two years or three years. I 91, 93, 94, 95, 97. Really? Oh, they lost them all. Yeah, yeah. they lost them all. Uh, I don't know how to. Well, it would be a W. Is, or did have I a cannot parse any of these numbers. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> well, you can tell there's no two in one year. So, yeah. No, there's two. Two in 91, so he had two games. No, there's only one in 91. No, two games. See, it's his Oh, GP played. is... Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not gold points? I, like I, still, Final remember, there, I still remember being at a Timberwolves game and sitting next to the owner and asking the owner how many rebounds that uh, Kevin Lowe had, and he looked at the chart and looked at it and handed it to me. He didn't know how to read it? I had it. no idea how to read it. Not no idea. <laughs> it's like you own the damn team. Well, that's a whole different kettle of fish. He's... It seems that, weird to build, build a statue to a guy that's that elusive. You, you that <laughs> I love that. <coughs> right? should be a hologram of Barry Sanders. Every time you think you got him, you come up empty. Yeah. I love it. There you cool. go. He was a hell of a talent. A statue, no of, about it. a statue of Tom Brady. Now, that makes sense, right? That's mm-hmm. about as elusive as the real Tom Brady. Mm. <laughs> oh, 
That's true. He's having it tough. <laughs> I bet you enjoying this year so far. Oh, it's been fun. Yeah, Good. Very much. Good. Bama's the, down. The, Brady's not doing well. That's right. Except Falcons the Patriots have the best defense in football. Who? The Patriots. <laughs> we'll see. Well, it's early yet. Yeah. A team coached by Belichick's always going to be good at something. That's, that's for true. That's true. Uh, yeah, the Sanders statue should be of him signing his retirement papers early because the lines suck. That should be the statue. You know? <laughs> Honest to God, that must have been so hard to just play with the Lions and know you're never going to get anywhere. And you had nowhere to go right. then. You, it's not like they had free agency That's or true. you could not move. Oh, right. You know you're that was. Move. You're still you taking were, home ten million dollars. So. No, he didn't. I, I, what, what was his top salary for? Oh, really? Yeah. What was it? I bet you he didn't make that much. Wow. He was a star, but yeah, it was a different era. In 1993, sure. he signed a four-year, 17 million contract for four extension. years. Yeah, but still, that's. Four million dollars a year, a little yeah, more compared to what you make now. I, Kirk Cousins makes thirty-two million dollars a year. I would be perfectly I mean, happy with a seventeen million dollar for you. <laughs> I yeah. bet you would. I'll yeah. tell you that much. In the eighties, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Well, that was ninety-three, yeah. but yeah, I wonder. Let's see, inflation. Oh my God, it's probably closer to like seven million a year now. Let's see, nineteen ninety-three, seventeen million would be thirty-four million. Oh, okay. Wow, well, yeah, it's double. Okay. So yeah, yeah that's. Pretty good. I'd He's say. making a little bit better than the guys on the line in Detroit. So, yes, yeah, <laughs> making those cars. Is it is it an honor to be a lion for eternity? Is that yeah. a good thing? A statue? Oh, good point. Yeah, yeah. The NFL should do him a favor and put a statue outside of the stadium of a good team. He could t- <laughs> move he could him to Dallas for Keep one game. That was a great thing about like Ray Bork going to the Rockies is he won a Stanley Cup. You know, and, yeah. and when those guys, you know, at the end of their career, switch teams but win something, that's always kind of cool to see. Right. Yeah. yeah that's I, I like that. That's and, the Stafford story from last year. And yeah, he was right. never faced as much as Peyton was. Mm-hmm. I still, when Walter Peyton, they didn't give him that touchdown, they gave it to that I, fat piece of garbage from the line. Refrigerator pair. What? Yeah, refrigerator. Yeah. Well, but. Bud Grant did the same thing to Chuck Foreman. Yeah. Didn't give the ball to Chuck Foreman, gave it to Brent McClanahan, who fumbled. Which Super Bowl was that? Um, one of the ones they lost. <laughs> <laughs> Super Bowl one. One, yeah. two, three, yeah. four, five. Yeah. Whatever the hell it was. It was 1977, so that would have been their fourth Could it be Bill's Vikings this year? Is that possible? No. Could it be? That's possible. What would happen to that Eagles. stadium? Was that what? what would happen to that stadium? Stadium if it was Bills Vikings? Oh God, I can't even imagine. I mean, yeah. one of those teams is coming out happy. Who yeah. is it? Who is it in the NFC that is up there with them at six and one? I mean, oh well, Philadelphia, Philadelphia and then San Francisco. Now that they've got McCaffrey, I know that's a good team, man. It's a good team. You know? Yeah, that could be a team. Yep, 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 yep. There's finally some good teams on that side. I feel like it's been. A little AFC heavy in terms of the dominant team. Nah, I wonder who's been good in the AFC in the last couple of years. Gee, I don't know <laughs> who might it be. I don't get it. <laughs> teams are good. You know who's not good? The Raiders lost twenty four nothing this week. Adams took uh, a zero. That's all I know. Oh, a zero. Yeah, that's a Hollywood good guys versus bad guys. Saints Raiders, right? Yep. Yep. At least, at least in the movies, the bad guys are a threat at some point. Hmm. Uh, well, thankfully, the Raiders kept the crashing and burning on the field this time. So that's <laughs> yeah. Oh, see? <laughs> the Raiders are like a skinny white girl. No booty. Am I right, everybody? <laughs> oh, God. 
You think they could at least pillage a field goal? Yeah. Well, their offense spent less time on the field than most streakers. Hmm. Oh, see, get it? True. The Raiders treated the goal line like a dog with a shot collar. Don't don't, <laughs> don't go over there. <laughs> All right, three more of these. The Raiders' uh, effort was like ordering a double Whopper, large fries, and a Diet Coke. Yeah. Pointless. Uh, the only Raiders Super Bowl this year will be the one Mark Davis uses to cut his hair. <laughs> <laughs> Super Bowl. The guy does have a bad haircut. Yeah. The Ra- Raiders are so bad they're thinking of firing Josh McDaniels and bringing in Frank Caliendo to play John Gruden. <laughs> they should get Frank to play John Gruden. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. I'll call him right now. Uh, agreed. All right, let's close on this. The, uh, the early favorite for Offensive Rookie of the Year, uh, Kenneth Walker. Offensive rapper of the year, pretty much wrapped up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. He's We've got some, that one nailed down. He is some. All right, Pally. <laughs> so I, I love the fact that you wait till I leave town to come to town. Way yep. to go. I know. Yeah, tell the people, though. I'm coming uh, to Acme the New Year's week. I'll be there. Tom won't be around. It's cold. I'll be around. Tom. Yeah, Michael All right. will be around. All right, Pally, we'll talk to you we'll next week, though, right? We'll watch the Falcons in the playoffs. Nice. That's what we'll do. There we go. You. Here we go. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'll talk Take to you care. soon. Take care. Thanks Bye. a lot. Kostaki Economopolis, ladies and gentlemen. Got a couple of minutes. What do you think? Nah, we can wrap it up or we can go a couple minutes. Might as well wrap it up because we started almost on time today, which is <laughs> where's, very Where's Alex today? Uh, helping Catherine with the funeral oh, arrangements. Okay. Yeah, we have, technically haven't really announced... What happened on the air? Yeah. I guess we yeah, could address we that. Probably should address that. That uh, my father-in-law Don Brandt died on Saturday morning, just after turning 96. Yep. Just after turning 96, I went and sat with him for an hour and a half on Friday night. He did not move the whole hour and a half. Didn't make a noise. Didn't move. No. The only time is when I walked over, I t- and I was going to say goodbye to him because I was leaving. I touched his forehead and said, "Okay, love you, Don." And he tried to open his eyes. Mm. He couldn't do it. No. Nope. He tried to, but he couldn't get him open. As a, as a teenager, he was there when they liberated some of the yep. death, death, camps. death camps. He went over he to was. Europe in World we War II. Thank oh. you for his service. Must have oh, no him. doubt about it. He, he won every medal except for the Congressional Medal of Honor. Yep. And, and, you, didn't and he didn't even talk about it. No, God, yeah. I didn't even he know he had it. He never liked yeah. talking about I the war. I never knew he had yeah. all that stuff until later on in life. I don't He's, think I ever heard him talk about the war once. No. His last words? I want to see Betty. Yep. His wife. I want to see Betty. Yep. His last words. Isn't that great? Yep. Don, we love you. We miss you, pal. Rest in peace. And again, I'll, I'll repeat the words I was asked by a couple of social workers. Is, is, could you tell us a funny story about something with Don and you? And I said, yeah, I can tell you a funny story. I said, uh, I, I met Don 41 years ago. Started dating his daughter, Catherine. We, we've been together for 41 years now. And about 30 years ago, Don took me aside and said, you know what, Tom? Ten years ago, we didn't really care much for you. <laughs> I said, well, thanks a lot. And then I told Terry, his son, that, mm-hmm. Catherine's brother, I told Terry, and she, he goes, I thought that was my mother. Said, it was actually both. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow with the family. Thank you. Thank you.